Welcome to day one of our Marian Consecration. My name is Father Zach, and I'm the chaplain at the Oshkosh Newman Center. If you don't know me, just want to say I'm happy to have you with me, and I really want to encourage you to persevere in this first week. Sometimes it can be the most difficult week. Today we journey with the passionate saint of Brittany, St. Louis de Montfort. But before we get into that, it's really important to maybe just press pause and state out loud, what is your why? It's so important that we live and remind ourselves of our why and maybe put that on a sticky note or somewhere where you will see it each day. So if you have not done that yet, I want to encourage you to press pause and really pray and ask yourself, what is my why? If you've done this for yourself before, maybe you do it for somebody else. Maybe you do it for a certain cause. My why is for the vocations of everyone at our Newman Center so they can come to know where and why and how the Lord is calling them during this Marian consecration. And let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Michael Gately writes, Take a look at a map of France. Now notice something about its shape. See how one part sticks out almost as if it were running away from the rest of the landmass, ready to dive off into the Celtic Sea. That jutting arm in the northwest of the country is called Brittany, and that's where St. Louis de Montfort grew up. There's something special about Brittany that seems to have had an influence on St. Louis, its Celtic roots. Brittany is considered one of the six Celtic nations, meaning that the Celtic language and culture still survive. In one part of Celtic culture seems to have seeped deeply into the heart of St. Louis, the high-spiritedness of its warriors. From ancient times, Celtic warriors have struck terror into the hearts of their enemies if you've ever seen the movie Braveheart, you know what I mean. Think of the fearless figure of Sir William Wallace, played by Mel Gibson, and his crazy crew of Scottish Highlanders who take on an English enemy many times their size. This shows something of the Celtic fighting spirit. But the real-life version is even more intense. Often wearing nothing but blue battle paint, real Celtic warriors would work themselves into a bloodthirsty frenzy rush into combat screaming their heads off and wildly slash, bash, and slice away their enemies with huge two-handed swords. These fierce fighting men, despite their lack of discipline, armor, and order, were extremely effective in the battle because of their unmatched passion and ferocity. Throughout history, nobody has wanted to mess with these crazy Celtic warriors. St. Louis's dad, Jean Grignon, must have been descended from these wild men warriors, for nobody wanted to mess with him either. In fact, he was known for having the most fiery temper in all of Brittany. As one author puts it, quote, he was a volcano frequently erupting, end quote. St. Louis, on the other hand, was as gentle as a lamb, right? Wrong. He confessed that his temper was just as bad as his father's. 
but Lewis channeled his fiery passion not to threats and violence, but to laboring for the greater glory of God. Well, except for the time when he knocked out a couple of drunks who wouldn't stop heckling him while he preached. We can get a better sense of Lewis's remarkable zeal if we reflect on his short but incredibly productive priestly life. When he died in the year 1716, St. Louis was just 43 years old, having been a priest for only 16 years. Tireless labors to bring souls to Jesus through Mary, especially through his preaching and endless succession of parish missions, brought about his early death. As if these life-sapping labors weren't suffering enough, Lewis had to bear vicious persecution from the clergy and Jansenist heretics even to the point of being physically attacked and poisoned by them. Despite all this, our indomitable warrior kept advancing on the battlefield, continuously preaching his trademark path to Jesus through Mary. In fact, when leaders in the church in France thought they had to put an end to his work, Louis walked the thousand-mile journey to Rome and asked the Pope for his wisdom and counsel. The Pope not only told him to go back to France and continue preaching, but awarded him the title, quote, apostolic missionary, end quote. Obediently and joyfully, our saint returned to France, where he continued to preach, write, and patiently bear his many sufferings out of love for Jesus, Mary, and souls. St. Louis's passion and zeal lit a fire in a young Carol Wojtyla, the future Pope St. John Paul II. A few years before his death, the Pope was able to realize a lifelong dream and visit de Montfort's tomb. He said on that occasion, quote, I am happy to begin my pilgrimage in France under the sign of this great figure. You know that I owe much to the saint and to his true devotion to the Blessed Virgin. End quote. Now, what about us? Do we have a fire in our hearts as we begin this retreat? We should, or at least we should strive for it. Desire and generosity are key ingredients to making a successful retreat. May Mary intercede for us, and may the Holy Spirit fill us with a passion to conscientiously make these days of retreat, despite any fatigue, distractions, or obstacles. Let, and let's remember that we, what we may have to endure in terms of the discipline of prayer is nothing compared to what St. Louis went through, and he'll be interceding for us. Relying on his intercession and that of the Mother of God, let's resolve right now to dedicate ourselves to this retreat with the intensity and zeal of a Celtic warrior, though without all the face paint and screaming. Today's prayer is, Come Holy Spirit living in Mary. Help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. As you go through this day, I really want to encourage you to repeat that all day. Get out some sticky notes, put it up in a place where you'll see it all day. Do not let this first day be a failure. And so we pray, ten times, praying for these words to seep from our head into our heart. Come Holy Spirit living in Mary. Help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come Holy Spirit living in Mary, 
help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. Come, Holy Spirit, living in Mary, help me to make this retreat with generosity and zeal. And let us once again consecrate this day to the Blessed Virgin Mary. As we pray, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, Hear and answer me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Louis de Montfort, pray for us.